Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast, where I get a chance to talk to people about their thoughts, their journeys, and have a little fun, hopefully learn something about ourselves along the way. So please click like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, and thank you so much for listening. It truly means a lot to me. Have a great day, and remember, every thought does matter. This episode of the Every Thought Matters podcast features Jen Everson. Jen has quite the story, and she tells us all about it. She's a single mom with a son and a dog, and she's seen battles in life, but like those of us in coaching, she has had her epiphany that had changed the trajectory of her life. It's a wonderful episode, and I truly enjoyed getting to know her and got a few aha moments for even for myself. It's easy to see why she's a successful life coach. All right, we're here at the Every Thought Matters podcast, and I am here with a certified life coach, Jen Everson. Welcome, Jen. Welcome. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I just, I discovered you on TikTok, and you were doing some, on TikTok, for those who don't listen, have TikTok, they have things called lives, where you can just go and talk to people, and you were talking about real-life subjects, and I resonated with that. I'm like, no, I got to have this nice lady on my podcast thank you yeah it was uh it was very interesting those tiktok lives that can go <laughs> either way honestly but uh yeah I, I love i love that i can use that as a way to reach people and basically when i go live on there i try to give everybody a safe space to vent and if they need guidance and i'll I'd say half of them ask for guidance and I love giving that that information and education to them because it may not just help them but it may help someone else that's also listening as well. Right, you never know what that triple down effect is. Just like I had somebody on the podcast the other day that has suffered from crippling anxiety that had came up with a way of handling it. And that may not be applicable to me but it, whoever listens to that can actually identify with that. So that's why I like talking to people because talk to somebody long enough to find something in common. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me kind of just a little about yourself. Uh, give me kind of a little bit of a backstory beyond the bio you sent me. Uh, I know you're a certified life coach, you're a single mother, uh, a yeah. college dropout, according to your bio on your website. So what where did this all come about? Um, well, I guess it, I mean, it really kind of dates back to like when I was a single mom. Um, back in 2009, I became a single mom. And by that point in time, I had experienced a substantial amount of, you know, abuse and trauma. And I really had to continue to endure the aftermath of that Um whilst, you know, being a single parent and trying to just survive and working. And I was working between two to four jobs at times just to try to stay afloat. And I didn't realize at the time that not only was I struggling so hard because I was a single mom, I thought that was just what it was like. But I also realized later on that I was suffering even more so because I had PTSD. And I also had, um, well, 
you know, I had depression, anxiety, that was very apparent, but the PTSD was something I wasn't, I was in kind of in denial of. I didn't think that was something that civilians had. I was under the impression that this was something that servicemen and women used to go through. And I learned a lot more through therapy and things like that, that, you know, us as civilians that we go through um, different experiences that we can develop this as well. Um, so that was news to me. And, uh, you know, and I also was um, dealing with ADHD and um, I didn't discover that until in my thirties. So, you know, I had a lot <laughs> stacked against wow. me through all of that, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, I just, I didn't have much direction. All I knew was keep going, keep surviving, keep staying, trying to stay afloat and try to raise your kid the best that you can. You know, that was just my main goal, my main focus. And basically felt like, you know, a hamster on a wheel that just never got off, you know? And um, there was the only direction I really felt like, I wanted to go with in life was to try to help people. I just didn't know how to do that. And I think when you go through some experiences such as that, it your pain becomes your purpose. And so you really just want to, you want to take pain away from everyone else. And that was the only thing I, I knew that I wanted to do. I just didn't know how, how to execute that. Um, so later on in my 20s, once I discovered like through therapy and stuff that I was having these mental health difficulties, challenges, um, I was like, okay, I want to become a therapist, you know? So I actually just tried to go back to school and that was discouraging, you know, a little bit because I'm like, this is years of school. Like it's going to take forever for me to get there. And um, so it really took, um, there's always that, that profile moment, right? <laughs> that always like, it just, it just snaps in, it just clicks, right? Uh, and it was that moment where uh, I started to slowly reach this point where I started to like start choosing myself and being like, okay, I'm going to start loving myself and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't really know what that looked like. Um, I just thought I was like, okay, I got it this time. <laughs> but I still definitely had more uh, experiences to the waiting for me, you know, to ship some more. And um, sometimes, a lot of times that can be a relationship. In this case, it was. <laughs> so I found myself in a, uh, in a trauma bonding relationship. Um, and for those that don't, under, that don't know what trauma bonding necessarily is, um, a lot of people think that trauma bonding is where, you know, two people meet and they have the same similar traumatic experiences, which can often, yes, lead to a bonding of that because you, it, you understand each other in that way. Um, but trauma bonding is actually more so where someone love bombs you. They, they meet you and they're like, you know, oh, you're the most perfect thing I've ever met. You're the best person I've ever met. And, you know, and they, they just shower you with everything that you really want. And I don't mean shower you with gifts. I mean, shower you with security, shower, shower you with all this love that you never received before. And they really bring you to this place where, you really are vulnerable and you break down your walls and you really do trust this person wholeheartedly. And so at that point, it's the bond of now you feel loyal to this person. And now they start sweeping that out from underneath of you little by little by little. And before you know it, you're in this toxic situation, but you still feel that loyalty and that dedication to them because they're 
they still give you those pieces of you're still safe, you're still secure, you know? So I found myself in that relationship and it took him actually breaking up with me to break from that. Um, and when he broke up with me, I ended up, me and my son ended up being homeless. We started living in the B&B that I was working in. And I was in a totally different state, like an hour away from my friends and family. And I was so broke because I was still so dedicated and loyal to him that I was still paying some of his bills to overcompensate for the fact that we split. Um, and I ran into a moment where I went to a laundromat and I was short 50 cents to finish up my clothes. And I walked across a gas station to ask a gentleman for the 50 cents. And I remember just sobbing, crying after that. And I was like, never again. It was just that one moment. It was like, never again. And I decided enough's enough. Um, I am tired of being, putting myself in these situations where I'm choosing myself last. I'm choosing other people over myself. I don't have direction in my life and I'm financially broke all the time just struggling and it was just that moment where everything just seemed to click in and when I shifted my mindset to honestly just have an unshakable faith that everything was going to work out and to also believe that I just need to I need to just find the way I just did you know everything just clicked by the end of that week I had a I had a job at the at, back at my home state I had the next week I had a home uh, the next week, you know, the following after that, you know, my son was enrolled in the best school that I've been able to give him. So it's just all those things. And then uh, about a month later, I, I rolled in getting my certification for life coaching. So that's how it started. It's long. I know. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's why I have a podcast. I love, I, yeah. <laughs> there's so much I, I connect to with you on that. I, I'm not a super parent. I don't have anything like Kids, but I know that moment because I use I've I'm a recovering people pleaser as I would say I'm a, a traditional nice guy I've had I've been in the friend zone but I've paid people bills and I just like I got hit that point where no sorry no longer I can't and you have that epiphany like it's me I had one last week like I I used to had a big moment. Whoa! Stop looking for your mother or your sister. Look for you. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it shifts everything you look at in a different yeah. way. And when you start looking inward and taking care of you, that releases all resistance to all those gifts that you just got, which is the school and the job and the home. I moved here, a little town called Rockport, Texas, in June of 2019 with just my stuff in in a minivan that I rented that my sister paid for, literally. And and my dog. Didn't have a job, didn't have a place to stay. Stayed in the motel six the first night, had a place to stay the next day because I'd saved up some money because my sister my sister wouldn't have helped me. I wouldn't have had money to pay for my first month of rent. Period. Yeah. And I just did it. I just, you know, broke, found a job, and everything just started clicking. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes is just that that one moment where it's like you decide and you feel like nothing's going to beat you from it. Like you're limitless at that moment and you're just going to do it and you do it, you know? 
That's great. But I love when I actually had to write this down because I love this so much. You said your name becomes your purpose. How did you yeah. understand that? How did you come um, to that knowing of that? I don't, I honestly, I think it's because of the fact that I think people have always been drawn to me in that, in that sense. I think people used to always come to me, you know, and I was, I used to also, also be a, a bartender for years. I was a bartender for eight years and, um, you know, I met a lot of people in that way. Um, but they, they were so open and honest with me and transparent. And like, they just honestly wanted somebody to listen and I've always been that good listener to them. Um, what I've learned in the last few years is to be a better speaker though, <laughs> which is just in its own challenge. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I knew that I could help people, but I knew that I was unhealthy to give them the full potential of what I could, you know, like I know it was like, I need to get into a place where I can actually help people. You know, it, I think a lot of people that have things, have these experiences, they can find some kind of advice to give people, but they never know how to give it to themselves, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I think I just That's always one knew. Thing we all have. A lot of us do, especially those of us sort of yeah. coaches like you and me, is turning that pain into a purpose, but also knowing that we have to also be our own biggest cheerleader. I made a TikTok today about being a recovering people pleaser, and a lot of people who are people pleasers don't. They're not their biggest cheerleader. And I've got, I've learned that I've, I've got to be. And, so, and it's kind of funny because some people interpret that like they think I'm feeling sorry for them. I know I'm a great person. Never was a bartender, but what you don't know about me, Jen, is I was born partially deaf, but yet I'm probably the best listener in my family. I've right. always had to listen. That's worked for me. Listening to somebody speak English has worked for me. But right. I do it because I love it. And we all want we all want that connection, which is why I do podcasting. Connect to Absolutely. Like-minded, yeah. beautiful people like you and all of my other guests and connect to them in a way that help them grow. Right. The success stories I've heard from people that I've even had on my podcast are starting to accumulate just because I gave them space to talk about who they are. And when you do that and you do that well, I see you. it on your lives and you're doing it well here. You're giving me a space to be me. And when you do that, they, they actually grow. And that's all we ever want for our friends. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I mean, what I've, what I feel that I've discovered through all this is success is a very lonely journey. And so it's like, when you go through that, that whole process, you really have to become your own self advocate. You really have to be in that strong space which is another good reason why it's good for coaches to connect. It's good for people that are going through the same journey to connect because when you're growing, you're also leaving an aspect of yourself that there's going to be people that don't get it. There's going to be people that are like, well, if you're growing, then what's that mean for me? And it scares people. 
you know? And so it's, it's actually kind of, it's, it's a tough road to go through as well, but it's also way more beautiful on the other side. I found. Uh, it is more beautiful and I liken it to, there's a lyric from a uh, Jackson Brown song. Basically summed up like this: like you're on a track, you know, at school, you know, that 440 mm-hmm. or 400 meters or whatever. Some people are are already at that third curve, and you might be right. only at the first curve, and you have to celebrate that first curve because yeah. they've learned some lessons and they've got some energy. And a lot of some people fear that because they're not as far along as the other person, which you really don't. Yeah. Just. We, especially as coaches, I agree with you. It's, it's a lonely kind of journey. I've, I mm-hmm. had that seminal moment about 10 years ago where I'm like, I was writing goals every year and nothing was happening. So right. I hired a coach and now she's, you know, one of my best friends. She hasn't coached me anymore, but it was that moment, like, I need help. And I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't, I couldn't do it myself, by myself. But getting right. there to this point of being coach is hard. Lonely too because it's a different path and there's a lot of comedy out there about life coaches and whatever and we, we have to weed that noise out of what we do. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely worth it. And, and, then, and then when you do, when you do reach that level, you start meeting people, you start, you know, connecting with people. It's a, it's a different space. Like I'm meeting people across you know, the whole world, you know what I mean? I have friends from UK now. I have friends in Canada now. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's weird. Like, you know, like I didn't know that before. <laughs> so it's a totally different world. So it's, it, and the reason, I mean, part of the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, I like to try, try to be as transparent as possible. You know, it's like, you know, my, my objective is self-development. And so it's like, you know, people, you know, that try to get into this, I don't want them to be discouraged by it. But, you know, I also want to share some truths, like you might, you know, there might be some people that are just gonna not get it, you know, and they're just not gonna be on your side, but you're gonna meet a lot of people that are. And you're also gonna still have a bunch of people that are also gonna be like, rooting you on. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, we both have that ability to we both have that ability to elevate others and I've said this for a long time when you elevate others you elevate yourself and, mm-hmm. and I talk about it as a coach and I'm sure you do too but there's a difference between a job a career and a vocation and in oh, my yeah. case I've had jobs I've, I worked at Walmart riding my bike to Walmart literally like when yeah. I moved here I didn't have a car literally so I rode my bike to work and yeah but that's a job, and I had a career. I was a computer programmer for 25 years, you know, and I made a lot of money, and, but that was never satisfying. Now I have a vocation. Yeah. This is like, if I could just coach and podcast every day, I would be, that would be the, that's my dream job, to be honest with you. Yeah. That is Absolutely. It gives me everything I need. I love to connect with people. I love to help people, but I also love to talk to people. I love to figure out why people are the way they are. That's oh, fun. Yeah. That's my Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I've always said, I'm not, a, I'm not a good small talker. <laughs> I'm not a good small talker, but I'll sit there and I'll talk about life for, for hours. 
Yeah. Don't ask me about the weather. (laughs) No. Don't ask me about the weather. I'll tell you, go right outside. You can go check outside. Yeah, go outside. (laughs) I agree. And what your niche is, which I love, is empowering women to find their own true self. Yeah. And there's so much out there about women just not, and there is a, you know, a recurring theme that's coming out now where women are really starting to support each other better. Oh, yeah. But I think your coaching helped do that one-on-one. And by the way, I looked at your website. It's terrific. It's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was doing some freelance website. I do that on the side just to make some extra money. And I'm good at it, but yours was really spectacular. Very nicely done. Thank you. Testimonials done very nicely. So good job, whoever did that. If it was you, good job, you. It was me. (laughs) I do it all. (laughs) Thank you. That's the lonely journey we all do, though, because I do my own website too. And, you know, having to keep that up to date, having to keep posts going and, and, fresh content yeah. so it, it's yep. the search engines and all that stuff it's a lonely mm-hmm. journey nobody's like you've got a, a a son and a dog and so you got all that responsibility and then you have a coaching career and then you're on tiktok because you're like me i came on the tiktok just so i could connect with people in a yeah. different way yeah and i've done yep. the, all the other social media instagram you know it's, it's nice but facebook is you know and Twitter, you never know who you really talk to, even though they're, yeah. it just, yeah. and I've got a lot of people on Twitter that are real friends of mine, but TikTok, you actually get to see the person, and you know that there's right. yes, and you're, some of the stuff you brought up on your, on your own live, just, like, I'm just putting that crap out there, and I'm like, who is this woman? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's, Yeah. I'll say, I mean, I think, I think TikTok's one of the most transparent, you know, social medias there, honestly. I mean, I know Facebook, it's like people can vent on there and things, but everybody's got something to say, but I think TikTok's very transparent and I, I can't believe like some people really have done a lot with their accounts. I mean, there's some people that are on TV now. There's some people that have started different, you know, they're public speakers or this, you know, they're started their own show or whatever. And it's amazing because, you know, they were able to reach people. They were able to influence and impact other people's lives. And it's really just became, you know, there it's, it's, I think it's just a door for people to see different, different perspectives. And I think that's what we need is, others to see, uh, you know, different perspectives on life, you know, I think everybody is in this kind of, and I think what's that's part of the, the chaos in the world too, is everybody's kind of one-sided and not close-minded. And like, I think it gives people a voice, you know, and then an opportunity to be heard. Yeah. And I was a filmmaker for 10 years. I've made a bunch of short films, 12 or 13, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't mm-hmm. A lot. I've been in front of the camera, I've been behind the camera, and I also think TikTok is a great creative outlet for me in that part of my brain that I love. I love, I, I'm still playing around with how to use it and make it work. I've only been on since December. That's about it. Mm-hmm. I've been there for maybe a year. Yeah. Wow. 
connected with a lot of people in there and I'll just like I consider friends you know it's 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 amazing I do too because I know what they look like and how they talk you know right outside right. of their videos but and that's what drives me I drive to, to the community and I've got my two or three different little communities that I jump on their lives and talk to them and you know mm-hmm. if they're not on TikTok for a couple days I'll I'll message them hey where you okay what's going on are you going through something Right. And that's what we do. That's our purpose. Right. Exactly. Yep. And that's what I love about that. And I, like I said, I've only been on since December. I've, I've got two podcasts, three podcast guests from TikTok. And they're all fascinating mm-hmm. stories. I've got Lena, who's a MS warrior. So she's got multiple sclerosis. So I had her on on Sunday. And Steph, who's the chef, mother of four, funny an interest and yet deep and spiritual like you and me, like we talked at Carcelet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. You know, all because I interacted with them, saw them on the live or whatever and said, Wow, that's cool. You're fascinating and that's what I do. Yeah. Find people like you guys and give you guys a platform to tell your story because it also helps you as a coach to really because we're as coaches it's a lonely journey because we're always refining who we are what mm-hmm. our mission is, you know, I think we are, but what do you yeah. think? Of it? So giving people a voice like you to talk about it gives you a, an ability to keep refining that to where you hit your target audience and you attract more of those people that you want to help. I misunderstood the last thing. So if you know about you attracting, you know, the, the right people to your coaching practice so you can help them and you're all about elevating others and you're not afraid of other people's success right no no definitely not like you know i think the funny thing is is when i get on my lives you know they'll have you know there's always going to be some kind of trolls (laughs) there's always going to be those people that just drop whatever and i have some moderators now and i'm like don't do it (laughs) don't block them yet don't block them yet and the reason why I do that is because there's been times where I'm like, I'll go and I'll just start talking about other things. And I've actually had some people be like, oh, wow, I'm sorry I said what I said on here. <laughs> like, you're actually really cool. And I admired what you just said. And, and I try to give everybody that chance to just kind of see different, you know, different sides of things. Maybe it's something they've never been introduced to before, such as that compassion to be like, you know, because I know, I know the, the reason why they're doing it. It's, it's for attention. They obviously, maybe they've lacked some kind of control in their lives back in, you know, especially in their childhood or something. So they're looking for ways, and even if it's the wrong way, 
you know, looking for ways to gain some kind of control. And usually it's in that way because it's, you get to control someone else's emotions and the way they, you know, they see things and react. They want that reaction. And so it's like, when I give them the compassion, it's like, whoa, wait, what's that? <laughs> you know? And uh, I, I love, I love seeing that reaction as well. So it's, it's very interesting when I, when I hop on there and start talking to people, I never know what's going to end up happening at the end of it but it's an amazing experience nonetheless. But in a sense, and what I love about that story is that in my mind, when you reach one person that kind of came in and trolled, that was a successful story for you. Exactly, exactly. Right, and isn't that what we want? It may not, you know, yeah, they're not a a client or whatever, but I still want to be able to reach them. I I go deep. I get the 18-year-old kids or whatever, and they all of a sudden come in there, you know, they start with a daddy comment, and I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, whatever. And then <laughs> yeah. they're like, you're really cool. You're so different. I'm like, that's just being me. Right. You. Right. You know, and exactly. all of a sudden they're coming back on my live now. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Just to listen to me, whether it's talking about funny stuff or it's whether it's being goofy, because I like being goofy, too. That's why I like TikTok. Oh, I can yeah. make a serious video, but then I can make, you know, something stupid. I like doing it. Oh, yeah. I think uh, humor, is, humor is medicine itself. Humor is medicine yes. itself. And, and I mean, that's, I feel like using humor is also another way to just reach people and connect people personally. You know, they get to see that side of you. And I think when they think of a, of a life coach, they expect the... Uh, the movie aspect of like a therapist, you know, you're waiting for the robot with the clipboard and they're like, yep, I will write that down. And that's not what I do. And so I'm like really personable and I joke with them and I, we roast each other and it becomes this this just community of just, just silliness. But also when it comes time to it, they're like, Oh wait, I can also trust her in this as well. So when someone's like, you know, cause I, I constantly try to remind people, by the way, this is a place to vent. Also, like, I promise, like, it stays here. Like, I really just want to give you that space. And then, you know, if you want guidance or you just want to vent, let me know. I'm here. And, you know, and it, and it breaks down that wall of, like, okay, maybe she's okay, you know. And then when they do reach something and then everybody else gets to see that, everybody else gets to experience that. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had somebody who was like, you're really a life coach? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am, I promise. <laughs> yeah, you're just not what the rest of the world has that in that stereotype, which is wonderful yeah. because yeah, I'm only a life coach because I went through stuff and I've actually, honest to goodness, I coach myself. I coach myself yeah. all the time. Oh, you got I to. Do. I use all yeah. the same tools I tell everybody else. Same Yeah. Me. Yeah, you got to. I mean, that's what I, I mean, when I, when I was in my, uh, my, my academy learning and getting my certification, I used it all of myself. Like I had to, like, they, they were like suggesting it, try this exercise, try this exercise. And, uh, oh man, I remember, I remember coming out of the bedroom after doing an exercise and my son's like, you okay? You okay? And I'm like, it's just an exercise. <laughs> like, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's part of the, it's part of the process. Is is like you're healing yourself. You know, you got to try it on yourself. It's the same as like if you were doing a you know a starting opening up a business with a product, you try the product first and see if it works. 
but yeah, I mean, you got to see if, you know, because I don't use all techniques that was learned to me either. Like EFT, I don't use that. I use NLP practices, you know, certain things I feel more aligned with. If I think it, it works, I'm going to use it, you know, because it worked for me, it worked for other clients, you know, so I will continue to use that for any other clients. I mean, energy clearing and enter, uh, re-imprinting is, is huge, huge, massive work on people. It's a huge instant transformation. And if I didn't know that, I wouldn't use it. Yeah, I. that's one of my things too. I have an energy clearing thing that I found on the internet years ago that I keep printed. And I mm -hmm. just read it out loud and it, boom. It, I don't know where the link is, but it's a great energy clearing method that mm -hmm. just takes about a minute to read out loud, but I, once I do it, it's just, it's like burning sage. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what I help with my clients is I find those kinds of little tricks, whatever, like someone won't believe in that mumbo jumbo, which is okay. And mm -hmm. then there's other ways to connect to them. And it's, it's all about connecting to people and helping them, which is like going back to TikTok. That's why I got on TikTok. Yeah. A, to grow my brand, but B, just do some free life coaching sessions with people. Yeah. You know, because they want to connect to us. They do. Right. Right. Like, That's the same with my programs. Like I have separate programs and I have yeah. the one program where it's just straight co constellation. You know, we just, we just kind of discuss things and, and try different yeah. tips. But then I have the other aspect of, you know, yeah, we do that, but we also do more like accountability and like, there's another one where it's more on the spiritual side of things. So I give everybody like that option of what sure. feels best with them, you know, nice. maybe somebody doesn't want that other stuff, you know, and I'm fine right. with that, you know, because again, I'm a good listener, but I also have the guidance to give them and I can give them that, that safe space to just say what they need to say, you know, I agree. And kind of a cafeteria plan with you a bit. Yeah. And which I love. I think that's great because that gives them the safe space to connect in a place that's good for them, not not just good for you. Like I, I use some very logical stuff, but I also use some law of attraction and you know Eckhart Tolle and sprinkling some Abraham Hicks or whatever. But if they're not into that, I could still take all those simple life coaching questions that I've got from my coaches and I've kept in my handbook. Yeah, how about this? Like, if they're not into yeah. that, that's okay. Exactly, exactly. You gotta get, so. yeah. You have to be able to to give them whatever it is that they need. Absolutely. And one of the things that I think differentiates you is you give them a space to vent. Yeah. I think I've never thought about that as part of practice, but I actually like that a lot. Thank you. I was married once, and that was the hardest thing for me to do is understand that my wife, that she had a place to vent. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I'm a guy, so I'm going into fix-it mode immediately when she starts telling me. Yeah. But as coaches, a lot of times what we're hearing is just that stuff that's going on and then letting him get it out, letting him take a two- or three-minute pause, and then going, okay, not trying to fix it because they're hiring us to fix it but really in right. reality they're hiring us because they want somebody to connect to that 
feels the same pain as you do. Right. Right. Wow. Exactly. I never thought of it that way. That's that was a light bulb moment for me as a coach. So I love that. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Well, we always, That's even as coaches, we always have those moments, right? We keep yeah, uh, it, running into those 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 moments as well. It just keeps going. That's what I love about it too. Is, it, is we we learn along the way, you know, different things as well. Yeah, teachers are. We are always as teachers. We're always learning. And Mr. Yeah. Hempick says, uh, "You're never wrong, and you're never done." Yeah, I like that. That's, yeah. Well, it's good for me because. Everything has a lesson. Like the last four weeks for me, it's been a lesson. It's not been easy. My dog died and my, I had this freelance job stopped for a while. And like, wow. But I just go and record the lesson. So what happened wasn't wrong. It wasn't like right. I could go back. You know, there's the lesson in there. And that's the universe kicking me and pushing me into being a true entrepreneur. Yes. Really focusing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I booked got another podcast book for Sunday. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I've got time. I'm going to just ask people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so we don't feel ready, know. but the, yeah, sometimes we don't feel yeah. ready, but the universe is like, you're ready. I promise <laughs> you can do it. And it will, it will, it will push you at times. <laughs> I've had plenty of those challenges and I, I mean, just this alone, you know, I've, I've, I've struggled with it the, this week and it's like, why why we're just sitting we're just talking you know I mean we still go through this it's like that that self-doubt creeps in and it's part of the process (laughs) I read your energy because I knew there was that self-doubt of just putting yourself out there like that but the gift I give to people on my podcast is an ability to speak and, and give them space just as a coach would but give them space to be themselves tell their story because when you start telling your story you realize who you really are and you actually elevate yourself and you get more attached to your purpose and i've seen it happen several guests are coming out the other side and not that this is therapy but it's just this ability to talk about your journey is therapy Mm -hmm. to me right yeah absolutely i'm here i was born like me born in iowa raised Born in Nebraska, raised in Iowa, you know, I've owned three different homes. I've had money. I've had possessions, sports memorabilia. Now I'm just single and whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Right. One day, one moment at a time. Right. Exactly. Living life to the fullest as you can. Yeah. And for me, this is living life to the fullest is doing this. This is for me. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't control what happens in in the world around you. All you can do is control how you react to it, the emotions that you have, and how you can manage your own emotions towards that towards that challenge. And that's the, I mean, that's the, I think the biggest thing that I've learned from all this is managing my emotions and that I can't control everything around me. I can't control necessarily the future and all that. But I can put myself in that, in that mindset too, you know, that, that, but that's also managing your emotions and your feelings. So that's all, all part of it. So, yeah. yeah. 
my friend Steph, who had some debilitating anxiety, she talked about how she got through that, and one of the things that stuck with me is she's like, when you get anxious, instead of trying to get rid of it, just sit in it. And yes. say, that's just an emotion. And then all of a sudden it dissipates and go away, goes away. Yeah. And that's just, that was a powerful, you know, like I said, I give people space here, but I always learn about myself too. My world, mm -hmm. everybody's a mirror. You And you mirror back to me why I became a life coach. And you mirror back to right. me the good parts of me as a life coach. Really, you do. And that's, and Thank you. your transparency is just ridiculously good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not afraid to talk about your darkness at all. No. Amazing to me. How did you, like, how is that so easy for you now to look at your darkness and go, hmm? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I, I think it's because I, I, I finally decided to choose myself. I've been silent for so many years and it's like that bubble that's finally bursted, you know? Um, I never felt like I was good enough to have an opinion or I was, uh, I never felt like I was allowed to have an opinion. And I've, I've, and I, a fun fact is I used to be homeschooled as well. And um, I used to be homeschooled up until I was 14. So, you know, I wasn't that socialized with, with other people as much, um, except within my family, my immediate family, of course. But, um, you know, then when I got to high school, when my parents split, when I was 14, I went into public school and starting in high school. And it's like, okay, all these kids are like, look at, yeah, <laughs> all these kids are looking at me like, who is this? And uh, that was a huge transformation. It was like, wow, okay, I used to get up at eight in the morning and go sit and watch cartoons for a half an hour in my PJs and, you know, do my schoolwork in my pajamas up until lunchtime and, you know, just have, you know, lunch in my own kitchen to like all of a sudden everybody's staring at you. You feel like you're just like this person, like you feel like a bug in the room, you know, everybody's looking at you like, ugh, who's that? And then they're judging you by the way you dress or, you know, you don't have name brand clothes or that you're, you know, kind of off-putting to them because you're not that socialized. You don't have those, you know, natural skills with them yet. So you're just definitely that different person anyways. And then you just have that on top of you of, okay, you know, you're the new kid too. And, you know, so yeah, it's, that's definitely carried with me into my adulthood too. But I've learned to kind of break away from that little by little, especially as I became a bartender. It's like, okay, you got you to gotta talk, Jen. You got you to gotta talk to us. Like, Jen, you gotta this talk. is how this works. I, you know, I, you hand me the beer. I drink the beer. We talk. This is, you know, so this is how that works. This is how this works. And, uh, and I'm like, I don't, but I don't like it. <laughs> I just, I just want to hand you the beer. That's it. <laughs> And, uh, but it's definitely, you know, those moments as well as you meet more people and they, they kind of break that from you. And, and then that, you know, those people became sort of my second family as well. But yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, when I really started this whole journey with becoming a coach and, you know, trying to really evolve my life and stay focused and, you know, get into a plan and, and really focusing in, on my self-worth, I realized that my story, because it's substantial, but <laughs> uh, my story can literally resonate with anyone if I talk about it. 
I mean, I can resonate with people that have been homeless. I can resonate with people that have, you know, had abusive, tra- traumatic, you know, events. I can relate to anyone who's financially struggled or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the situation is. I feel like, you know, my share, my story gives that people the, that, that, that personable interaction that they, that they need. It's like, okay, I, I get that. I've been there, you know? And so sh- without, you know, me sharing it, nobody's going to know that, you know? And, um, and it also relieves me from knowing that I don't have to hide these stories anymore, that I don't have to be ashamed of it anywhere more as well, you know? And it, it takes that healing though. It does. It takes a whole lot of healing to realize that. And one of the biggest things for me was when I was healing these aspects, I think the most recent thing that I've learned from this, and this was only just a few months ago, back winter, um, you know, December even, was I, I remember I came to a moment where it was like, I was, I, I don't know why, um, actually, yes, I do. Um, my mother and I, we still have a, a kind of a, a weird relationship. Um, we have a kind of a distant relationship in a, in a way, but we're also kind of oddly enough close. Like every time we pick up the phone, we're still like very like, you know, everything's free flowing, but it's that moment when she hangs up or I hang up and it's like, <sighs> but we're still not that close, you know? And so I don't know. It, it around Christmas time, it kind of brings up those feelings, right? Those triggers at times when you, you realize, you know, you wish that person was store more with you. And, um, and I started just like, just diving deeper into those emotions. And I was just thinking about on my past and blah, blah, blah. And then it led into a subconscious memory. It was, a, it was a memory of like, wow, I haven't thought about this in years, right? And I just started sobbing over it. And it was that moment, it just clicked. I was like, wait a minute. Why is it that I'm just now thinking about this? But all these other memories I've been working so hard on over and over and over and over again, and it's still not going away. Why is that? Because it was no longer the trauma. It was the story that I was holding on to. It was no longer the memory. It was the story I was hanging on to. And I was like, it's, it's that book that you never put down, right? It's got nothing to do with you living in it. It's the fact that you wrote the book and now you can't put it down. And so I really just had to put the book down. And so when I was able to do that, I was like, you know, I, I, it's no longer mine. It's no longer attached to me. But now I can just at least use it to help someone else resonate with it. Wow. And I, it is the stories we tell ourselves that really are holding us back, which is yeah. like part of my coaching is, you know, scripting. So script as if you're your future self, whatever that is, you know, yeah. I've had visions yeah. and meditations where I am, you know, Kelly 2.0 and yeah. I just script about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But letting go of those, and I've done a lot of healing, letting go of a lot of the The trauma's gone, but sometimes, like you, again, I'm learning from you because mm-hmm. maybe I'm holding on to some stories. Yeah. That's incredible. That's, a, again, another epiphany for me. That I'm like, wow, just talking to you and learning things that I got to look at, which is great. Happy to yeah. do it. 
That's what we're here to do is learn about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've always said, but you know, I, when I stopped learning, you know, that's when I'm done. You know, and I love to learn. I'm very, I'm insatiable curiosity. So, I yeah. broke my first computer in 1981. So, yeah, I've always been curious how things work. I've yeah. gone from oh. machines to the human. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Because yeah. I like to know how we work. Because I, yeah, one of my biggest questions, and I don't have the answer to it, is: Do we think thoughts or do we receive thoughts? Hmm. I think both. I don't know. I feel like I, feel like, I absolutely do believe that we were, I, I know that we receive messages. We would definitely receive thoughts for sure. Uh, but I also think that once it's there that we're able to kind of play around with it because we also have free will, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. Especially free will is our thoughts, which is why I say every thought is true. Yeah. you did you found the story behind those yeah. thoughts yeah and, and any time that that story pops up i gotta shut it down i'm just like hey it's just a story i got a new one over here i got this one i'd rather focus on that one <laughs> you know? right absolutely but that's why like i look at you know on my refrigerator and i pretty much talk about it in every podcast episode but there's a buddhist tenant basically says watch your life like a movie like mm. your protagonist in the movie. So look up here at Kelly, go, oh, he's on a podcast. He's talking about this. Why is he doing that? Why is he holding his hand that way? Or why is he sitting back? Or why is he sitting up? And you start looking at yourself, watching your life evolve, remove yourself from it, and all of a sudden you under, start to see yourself and say, oh, that thought doesn't serve him, so we move that the other way. That thought didn't serve you, that story. Right. Doesn't serve you anymore. She's yeah. No. How cool is that? You know, yeah. you start watching yourself like that. It, the world slows down, and your yeah. breathing slows down. And then when your breathing slows down, your brain is at much more peace, and you lose so much resistance to anything, which has been my thing for the last few months: losing resistance to anything that I need. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I did feel like it was holding me back from moving forward for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm this whole yeah. time, like, oh, yeah, I've healed from that. Then why is it still caught, popping up? <laughs> and that was why. And now it's, it might pop up just to, because that's your old self still trying to come back. Right. Ego. You know how it, you know. Yeah. As much as there's oh. an aspect that, talks to us where we receive these messages there's also an aspect that's still fighting us to keep us small and keep us from from growing as well and so we have to realize right. that that every time we start achieving something that's going to keep oh no 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 no! you can't you can't grow come back here <laughs> you know yeah and so we, it's hard that's the part that keeps us keeps us from not growing that yeah yeah one thing, I, I, the gift I'm going to give you today, I, my favorite word in, the, in terms of my journey is going onward. You know why the, I, I like the word onward? Because it has no antonym. 
There's no opposite of it. Yeah. What's the first word you think of when you think of forward? First word I think of is what? First word you think of when you think when you hear the word forward. Forward. Going. Uh, I don't know. First thing that's what it said. Well, does the word backward ever come into your head? No. Really? No. Good for you. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. But that's why I like the word onward because there's that that word never comes into play. Yeah. Because it gives you, yeah. and I learned that. One of my friends who's a Pro Beach volleyball player, well, he used to be, that was their word in terms of every turn up that they would play. It's like, go, all right, let's, they would lose it. Like, okay, we're still going on. Yeah. No, it makes absolute sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Oh, so, I do too. And I know you have other responsibilities. So I think we could wrap this up. But if you could talk to your former self, my former self oh my goodness you know I I don't know that one's tough you know that's that's a question I feel like I've never asked myself I've asked myself many of questions and I think that's one that's that's not really you know, I think if I had, if I really, I guess, had to go back, I think that, I think what I would say to myself is maybe seriously to unbecome everything that everyone's ever told you wow. and start becoming everything that you've ever always wanted to be. Wow. Yeah. That is, you should just make a TikTok of that. That's a really great <laughs> oh, yeah. message because it started, it is all about, that's what our coaching is about. It's unbecoming what we were and yeah. becoming who we really are. And that's what you're exactly. You know, all of the tool sets that you give people, that's what it's about. It's about unbecoming and deprogramming and reprogramming. For me. Exactly. I take it exactly. Well, yeah. when I was riding uh, my bike to Walmart, which is a couple miles, there's this little field and it's not a field. It's, Know, a little square cut of grass, but it always reminded me of the field that I would play in when I was a kid. So I would always mm -hmm. see my eight-year-old self. And that eight-year-old, I would go back to that eight-year-old self and say, I, it's going to be okay. You're, you've turned out just fine. Yeah. And that's, isn't that what we all want to know, is that it's going to be okay? Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Especially as children, we there's so many unknowns. There's so many things that we're not aware of. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so amazing how I look at my parents in a different light as an adult, looking back to them. Like, oh, and that's healing right there. Like, oh, they were doing the best they could. <laughs> and right. I have a friend here locally who's a forgiveness coach. That's all she does is help people learn how to forgive. And she's right. told me... People who have, I mean, I got laid off from a coffee shop job. And it's like, they don't know what they don't know. Right, right. And that's very forgiving because they're at a spot on that track, and I'm on a spot on that track, and I'm okay. They just don't know what they don't know. And then if I screw up, I'm like, or I look back at something I did, I don't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, but I know it now. 
So I carry yeah. it forward. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're all on our own. We're all on our own journey. Not everybody's yep. journey looks the same, you know. We all reach different heights at different times, you know. Right. So. Right. Which is why we got to stop taking comparisons out of our narrative, really, because, you know, our what we receive as as our life plan is not going to be the same as someone else's. And it really is right. our life plan. So. Right. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Love that. So let's leave it where, tell me where everybody can find you. So like what yeah, you want Sure. Yeah. You can go to forever soon fulfilled.com and that's where you'll find all my information where you'll see where my programs are and um, yeah, you'll see the program details and also where you can schedule a free book call at my Calendly link and it's a 30 minute free call and that's where we go and we discuss our plans or strategies to how to work together. So yeah, it's great. And I'll, I'll be starting my own podcast here very soon. I've actually been in the works of it. So that'll be all in there as well. Excellent. Excellent. And if you need any help, just holler. I've, I've gone through that process so I can help you if I can. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Kelly. No, thank you for coming on my podcast. I really yes. appreciate it. Again, I've two or three light bulb moments that I didn't expect are just wonderful for me. So thank you for your gift. Yeah, thank appreciate you. It. This is this is really wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. You bet.